0: This is episode 247, and I'm joined by Amy Green-Smith, certified and credentialed life coach and hypnotherapist, masterful speaker, and personal empowerment expert. We are talking all about how to speak up, set boundaries, and deal with diet and body talk from your friends, family, and other people in your life. Amy is giving us scripts to use and how to work through the fight or flight response when someone says something that you don't know how to respond to. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 247. I want to give a shout out to Anne something. <laughs> I don't even want to try and pronounce it, uh, who left this review. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Summer is so inspiring and positive. This podcast has really helped me through my body dysmorphia, orthorexia, and exercise addiction. It's like having a friend reassure you that everything is going to be okay. Thank you so much, Anne. I really, really appreciate that. Leaving a review helps others to find this show. You can do so by heading to iTunes, search for Eat the Rules, then click Ratings and Reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. And I just want to say a special thank you to everyone who left a review in the month of October. Uh, I really, really appreciated it. I read them all. Uh, I've got them all in a folder to read on upcoming episodes. You're all too kind. You're all way too kind. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you. It made me feel really, really good. And I really appreciate that you took the time to do that. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And if you need some body image support, get the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. If you are a professional who works with people who may also have body image struggles, then get the free body image coaching roadmap for professionals at summerinandin.com forward slash roadmap. This episode is so good. Amy is an amazing, uh, has an amazing ability of like coming up with ways to respond to different people in different situations. And there's so many helpful scripts in this episode that I've already kind of <laughs> used with people. And I know you're going to love it. So if you struggle with like, what do I say if my someone mentions my weight, or if someone's talking about their diet, or if someone makes a statement that I don't agree with, all your answers are in this episode. It's perfect for the holiday season because you're going to be around a lot more people. Presumably. So let me tell you a little bit about Amy. Amy Greensmith is a certified and credentialed life coach and hypnotherapist, masterful speaker, and personal empowerment expert. Amy uses her roles as coach, writer, podcaster, and speaker to move individuals to a place of radical personal empowerment and self-worth. With an acute focus on helping people find their voice, she is highly sought after for her uncommon style of irreverence, wisdom, and humor, and has been a featured expert in Inspired Coach Magazine and on Fox 5 San Diego. Amy was previously on the show many years ago for episode 98. If you want to go back and listen to that one as well. After this, it was about how to stop being a people pleaser. Also a really great episode. I am super excited to have her back today. Let's get started with the show. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the show. Yay! I'm so excited to hang out with you as always. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I was thinking like you were on the show, but it was a long time ago. I should have looked it up. I will look it up when I do the actual official intro for this. So I can tell people to look it's back been years. Yeah, it's on been that. Years. but I I, it was before I had my child because I know I, I for some reason, I remember recording it. And I remember recording it in my office, which is now my son's bedroom. So <laughs> that's how I know it was like at least four years ago, if not longer, it would have been longer. Yeah. So anyways, I am excited to have you here because I know that you're so good at helping people with communication and standing up for themselves and setting boundaries. And with the holidays upon us, I thought it would be a really great idea to get your advice and feedback on some of the different scenarios that I think we all sort of encounter around this time of year, but other times of year as well, but especially around the holidays. So I would love for you to start just Like you're a master at communication and I would love to talk about like, yeah, how to approach these conversations and interactions. But what are some overall things to sort of keep in mind when we're even just considering setting a boundary or speaking up? Like, is there anything that we should just sort of like keep in mind before we just go ahead and open our mouths and say something? (laughs) Yes, there are actually a handful of things. One
1: is, I would say, after you listen to kind of the entirety of this episode, I would do this exercise. I would take a piece of paper and have two columns, and then in the left-hand column, I want you to forecast... All of the possible scenarios, situations, topics that could come up if a family member always talks about weight or someone gives you. In my situation, I always get a little bit of a hard time because I don't eat meat. You know, it could be anything and or it could be even like politics or things you know, not necessarily related, related to diet culture, but all of the things that you anticipate and it gives you a little bit of anxiety of how how am I going to respond to this? And then in the second column, I want you to start creating, these are going to be my responses. So this is what I like to call gearing up and it's sort of the antithesis of being caught deer in the headlights where you're like, uh, that's super offensive, uh, but I don't know what to say, you know? And then we usually get really combative and start a fight, or we shrink and hide out and feel really awful about not saying anything. Those are the most common responses. So a lot of the stuff that I'll share with you, it kind of rolls off my tongue because I'm used to it, but you will quite literally have to rehearse it. So once you have your gearing up papers completed, and we'll give you lots of ideas today, you are going to need to stand in front of your mirror and rehearse those over and over and over again. The idea that we just know what to say doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna roll off. So we have to start conditioning a new a new understanding there. Another sort of like blanket concept to know is that it doesn't matter how far down the wrong path you've gone, you can always turn around. So if you've gotten into a yelling screaming match, you can always say, you know what, I think things have gotten a little off the rails, let's take a timeout. You don't have to keep doubling down. So when you notice, like, holy shit, I'm in a vortex of a ton of passive aggressiveness or yelling and screaming, you can leave. Another thing to know is just because someone asks you a question, it doesn't mean you have to answer. So if somebody says, you know, oh, my gosh, you're really going to eat that? Or don't you think you should lay off on that? Or does some sort of fat shaming behavior does not mean that you have to respond and give them an answer. You can say what I'm eating is not up for discussion. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, period. And we'll give you some more. But there's just some kind of overall things. I think a lot of times we think once I've heard it once, I should be able to just magically do it. But most of this is practice is genuinely rehearsing it.
0: Yeah. And actually, I was I would love to know, like from your own personal experience, like, were you always good at this? Or is this something that you like honed with practice? Oh, no, I've always been amazing.
1: (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) Of course not. No, I, I definitely have had to to hone this and learn. In fact, it was kind of my own situation where my mom and I had So to go back a little bit, what I was discussing earlier about how we typically tend to either be super combative or we run away, that's sort of the fight flight showing up, right? Those are the most common common responses to feeling a sense of threat. I was definitely the fighter. And so I would have these arguments with my mom and I felt very strongly about what I was my stand, what my stance was and what I was trying to convey, but my delivery was what I needed to apologize for. So it wasn't until I cleaned up so many messes of saying, hey, mom, I still I haven't changed my perspective about X, Y or Z, but how I delivered that to you was not fair and not acceptable. And for that, I'm apologizing. I think too often when we get into a situation that's really emotionally uncomfortable because two people feel very differently about something, we want, and again, disproportionately as women, and then even more so if you're a part of a marginalized identity, that we feel this need to smooth it over and make sure that everybody's happy. And and, and so let me take back anything I said. Don't take back how you feel about something, but clean up your mess if your delivery was shitty you know those are the things that we can go patch up.
0: Oh, that's really good to know. Yeah, I'm definitely the fighter I'm I'm either <laughs> like depending on the person, I can easily flip into fight or if it's like if I'm trying to not go into fight then I just go go into flight, right? Like and I think that I will admit that, but uh, like I really struggle in situations where I'm caught off guard. So we'll 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 get to some more specifics yes. around that. But it's yes. um it's good to know that like you've sort of been there <laughs> and reconditioned oh yourself.
1: <laughs> Actually, if you don't mind, let's start with caught off guard. Yeah. You don't okay. Mind, sure. Yeah. I've got a bunch of ideas for that. So, and I want you to just jot these down and then decide. What feels like it's your voice and literally create a script for yourself. And I would zero in on one, because if you try to have all of these different responses for when you're caught off guard or a specific scenario, you'll lose it. So just find one that you like. So what you can do when you're caught off guard is just say that. Okay, wow, that really caught me off guard. I'm going to need to process that a little bit before I give you a response. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Or, wow. I was not expecting that. I'm going to need a minute before I respond to that. You know, just giving yourself a little bit of time or that was not what I expected you to say. (laughs) I did not see that one coming. And then if you are sort of boiling with anger or it was immediately offensive, you can say before this erupts, I need to take a minute and just comprehend what I just heard, if you'll excuse me, and just fucking leave, go to the bathroom, go outside, get some air. But that will mitigate the reaction, right? Like we want to naturally react. So starting off with wow, starting off with like, oh, my God, I wasn't, you know, something like that can be really helpful. And then another skill is to talk slowly, is to breathe and talk slowly. So you're just going, I did not expect that comment. Instead of erupting, I'm going to take a minute and process that and I will circle back with you. Something like that. But even just slowing your cadence, slowing your voice helps you not, especially if you tend to be the fight, which can also sound like passive aggressiveness too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give yourself just slow it down a little bit. Give yourself a little bit of time to breathe.
0: Yeah, I like that. I love that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I love the just like admitting it like just being really honest that you need time I'm definitely the type of person that needs things to process things like I'm totally the type of person that's like you know the next day I'll be like oh I wish I'd said that <laughs> you know what I mean like that uh, like have like the perfect response but I I always need time to sort of think it through I'm not always good on the spot with with different things and so I appreciate that yeah just the advice to like say that. <laughs>
1: And you can also you can also circle back. I mean, depending on the nature of the relationship and how if you if you continue to feel unsettled, like let's say something somebody says is really, really offensive. And because of maybe they they are steeped in diet culture and maybe it's just a function of where they're at in their own journey, they don't realize how offensive it was to you. You might want to circle back later and just say, hey, I really want to just express to you why I responded the way that I did and just share with you my perspective, because here's what we know about communication is that people will not ever make change unless they feel understood. And so if you just immediately launch into this diatribe about how unevolved and how uh, not clear they are about about women's bodies and understanding that we don't owe anyone health and we don't and health also can look a ton of different ways like you want to just like take them to school right but think if you were on the receiving end and somebody tried to educate you like that with a bunch of vitriol you're you're sure as fuck aren't gonna be like wow I'll get right
0: on that or wow great (laughs) point
1: right you just want to retaliate
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, this is like so much bigger than like the the topic at hand. But like, this is sort of why you see so much divisiveness in in like our culture and like in in especially in like social media spaces and stuff, because there is it's like, I'm just going to spew these facts at you. <laughs> and and like studies have shown that like that does not work. Like that does not that does not help in terms of understanding at all.
1: That's right. Not to mention that text is about 7% of how we communicate, a majority of how we communicate is our tone of voice and our body language. And when you, when you eliminate that from the equation, you el- eliminate a lot of other things that we use to connect as humans, like, the limbic system, like connecting with the emotions of the other person, empathy. You know, when we're just kind of a keyboard commando, we don't have to watch how our words impact someone. So we lose that element of our own humanity, which is why I do suggest, at the very least, if it's of, of really strong importance to you, to at least have a phone call about something. It doesn't have to be face to face. It doesn't have to be. Like you can certainly start with writing. <sighs> However, it is it is far more likely that that will be interpreted through that other person's story they've already made up about you, right? And so if they think you're always talking down to them, they will read that text or that letter as though you are talking down to them. It will reinforce that story. They'll hear it in the tonality that they make up. So I I don't like to say never or always, but just know that your communication isn't getting any favors by being in written form.
0: Okay, so with that point, which is really really good. I'm curious to know like what advice you have for someone who is like frozen by fear in terms of doing that. You know what I mean? Cuz I think that it's like it's easier to write something and just send it and then not like <laughs> Kind of separate yourself from it than it is to like, you know, pick up the phone, which is like a lost art of communication nowadays, but you know, or to have a conversation with someone because it feels so much more vulnerable. So, do you have any advice in terms of like how to sort of move past that, you know, that wall that might be in the way or the fear that might come up if like you want to have that conversation, but you're just so afraid to do it? 100%. First of all,
1: courage cannot exist without fear. So, If you have fear around it, viewing it as an opportunity for courage or an opportunity for bravery changes things. And I'm not, I think also understanding sort of a meta view of this is really important. I don't teach people how to speak up for themselves or to have established boundaries for the fuck of it, for some arbitrary personal development exercise. I do it because it's directly tethered to your self-worth, to how you view your own worthiness. Because every time you choose to silence yourself, every time you sweep something under the rug or don't wanna quote, open up a can of worms, what you are doing is sending a subconscious message to your own mind that your wants, needs, and opinions just don't matter as much as somebody else's. And when we do that habitually throughout the entirety of our life, no wonder we think we're not enough. No wonder we tolerate bullshit in our marriages. No wonder we don't go after the promotions that we want. So when I'm talking about this as like, let's contend with this fear from a place of courage, I'm not doing it just like to make you uncomfortable because most of us don't like this. We're not taught how to be with uncomfortable emotions. We're not taught it. We have to learn it as a skill set. And it does take a fierce amount of bravery. So I think first, just understanding that, yeah, it's probably not going to be fun. Neither is picking up dog poop or doing your taxes, but those are also both necessary things to do. The other thing as far as like a practical skill or tactic that you can do is write it out and read it. So you can write it, but then it gives you that freedom to control the tonality, which again, our paraverbal skills are a huge element in how we communicate. And then what I suggest that you do is you bring that piece of paper with you either on the phone or in person and you say, I know this might kind of sound silly that I wrote it down, but this was really important to me to get it right. So I do hope you will indulge me. As I read this, like if you say I did this because I value this relationship or I know that I've gone off the rails and gotten really vitriolic and screamed and yelled in the past, I want to mitigate that. So I wrote it down because that's not fair to you for me to scream and yell. So you can always just say, hey, this shit matters to me. That's why I wrote it down. I wanted to get it right. I wanted to give you the respect that you deserved. And so and then you say my request is you allow me to get through this And then I'm happy to hear what your perspective is. So being really clear about what your ask is at the top, let me get through this. And then there's probably another ask inside the content of please don't bring up, please don't discuss weight with me. Please don't discuss food or dietary choices. Please don't share me, share with me your, you know, experience with the scale or your diet group. I'm not those ears that can hear that for you, you know? So there's usually another ask in there somewhere, but at the top of it, it can be just, I would really appreciate it if you would hear me out. And if they interrupt, then you say, again, I'm super happy to hear your perspective. Please allow me to to finish. And then I would love to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah, so good. And I really appreciate how you brought it back to self-worth. It's like, I always say to people, it's like, you know, reinforcing that you matter when you make more difficult choices like this, or when you are doing something that's really to, you know, protect yourself or stand up for yourself. So it's amazing how those little actions can make a big difference to the overall, you know, belief system that we're holding about ourselves.
1: And once you do it, just like anything else, it's like, it literally is like learning a new language. Once you start doing that over and over again, now you have evidence and you go, oh, my gosh, remember that one time I told my aunt what was up about giving me shit about my food or whatever at Thanksgiving? I have evidence that I'm capable of this. It probably is still going to be scary. It's still scary for me in certain situations. But I know that the the other option is choosing that I don't matter as much. And I personally feel like we need more marginalized communities. We need more fat bodies. We need more disabled bodies, queer bodies standing up and saying, I matter just as fucking much. And you're going to hear what I have to say and you're going to hear my boundary. Right. So I also feel like there's an altruistic, like bigger perspective of like, we've got to do this for the daughters. We've got to do this for the marginalized communities, too, you know, to start a new precedent of, no. Everybody matters and deserves to have their voice heard.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So I would love to get into some more specific scenarios, you know, like with the holidays coming up. And you sort of touched on some of this um, in the explanation that you just gave. But what's your advice to someone who is going to be around a family member who has been known to maybe like, you know, make comments about their body size or the food that they eat? What? Can we do in that type of situation if we know like we're gonna have to be around this person?
1: Yeah. So the first thing to know about this is to not take the bait. And when I mean not take the bait, it is we're not going to start debating the content of whether to use the word obese, if that's okay, or we're not going to get into a big debate. We're just going to shut that whole conversation down to begin with, unless. that's what you want to do. You well, you want to get into an awesome big debate. I'm guessing in this scenario that you just want to be left alone and you want that to not be something that everyone's talking about. What you need to be aware of too is oftentimes when you do start to establish a boundary, they will make you wrong for it. So it would sound something like this. They make a snide comment and you say you know what, to be honest with you, I don't appreciate you making any comments about my body. And I I hope you can refrain from that in the future. Then they say something like, oh, gosh, you're so sensitive. And then you say, I really don't appreciate you dismissing my boundary. It's fine if you're uncomfortable with that, but it's not okay if you disrespect it. If you'll excuse me, hey, so what's going on with your job? You know, turning, talking to somebody else, immediately change the subject. Hey, what's going on with your kid at school? Or, oh my gosh, did you get that new job? I would love to hear about it. But it's not engaging the content. It's not debating if it's an acceptable thing to say or not. We're not going to get into to if dieting is okay. We're not going to talk about sugar. We're not going to talk about none of it. Because most of the time when we have those adversarial folks in our life, they want to debate who's right about the topic. And what we're doing is saying, I'm not available for this discussion with you, period. Can you think of any other specific things that they've they're saying you're looking a little heavy in that or you're looking too skinny or or what or you even changed your hair or anything like that you can say you know what that's not something that i'm interested in discussing i do so hope that you can respect that
0: mhm oh i like that one a lot yeah Yeah,
1: it's that. That's it. But this also applies if you just had a miscarriage or a breakup or a job just went awry or you're going through a divorce or something that you're not ready to emotionally talk about or you don't feel safe with that specific person. You can say, to be honest with you, that's not something I really want to get into. I truly hope you can respect it. That's it.
0: Yeah. And then ask
1: them about them. So tell me what's going on with you. What's new? How, How was the drive over here? change the subject they learn very quickly that like oh that's off limits because a lot of times too when we're seeing folks at holidays most of the time it's not straight up malicious it's that people don't know what else to say they don't really know you they maybe see your shit on facebook and then they see you once a year at holidays and so what do people do they talk about you looking different they talk about (laughs) marriages and fucking babies that's all that that's all that people talk about So if, God forbid, you're in your 40s and you're single, you're going to hear about it, right? So all of the people just, they don't know what else to say. So assuming that it's not coming from a malicious place, I like to call that understandable but not acceptable. It's understandable that you feel awkward and you don't know me and that's what you want to say. So I'm going to respond kindly. I'm not going to assume that that's negative, but I'm going to shut that shit down real quick and say it's not acceptable.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. And so, like, let's take it one step further then. Like, what if, what if there is, I'm going to get more specific. Like, what if they're like, but I'm just concerned for your health, you know? Cause I feel like that's a big one that comes up, especially with the people that are probably listening to this that I work with. Uh, the person kind of pushes, they're like, but I'm just concerned about your health. Like, how would you sort of respond in that situation?
1: Again, this depends on if you want if you want this to be an opportunity for education, or if you want if you don't feel safe with that person and you don't feel like they have the capacity to genuinely hear you and be open, then I would just shut it down and I would say something like, "I appreciate that in your mind that comes from a really great place, but I can tell you that that's not how it lands. So I would appreciate it if this topic was off limits for us."
0: Mm, yeah. Okay. That's really good. That's really or, good. If
1: anything changes on my end, I'll be sure to let you know. But until then, I'd appreciate it if we didn't discuss this.
0: Yeah. 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 And I guess, like, if they're open to education, it could be like, you know, I'm really, I've really been focusing on my well being from like both my mental and physical health. And I'm not, you know, I'm not engaging in dieting or focusing on my weight anymore. Like, do you want to learn more? And if they say they do, then you could probably offer something versus like, going right into it. I feel like we're, we're so inclined to try to sometimes justify it, like instead of just like you said, just shutting it down, right? Like we want to try to justify like, I'm actually healthy, or I do work out, you know what I mean? And and uh, when the, like we don't have to justify our behaviors to anybody. No, not at all. And this is also goes
1: back to just because someone asks you a question, doesn't mean you have to answer it. Or just because they're saying my intention is pure, doesn't mean that it doesn't cause harm. So you get to decide this is why when you do your gearing up, you write all of these things down because, you know, that person always says this or and I learned this because my husband and myself, we've been together uh, 25 years and we've always been very clear that we don't want children. So people constantly asked me the question of when are you going to have kids? And so instead of getting into a big debate of is that selfish? Is it not? Is that, uh, who's going to take care of it? all that? No, I don't care about all of that. I will say to them, you know what? That's not something I feel comfortable discussing. I didn't answer the question. And then I say, I truly hope that you can respect that. That's not something I feel comfortable discussing. I truly hope you can understand. And you just say it kindly and nicely. You don't have to be a dick about it, but it's affirmative. It's definitive. We're not, we're not going there. Now, to go back to the question of, but I'm concerned about your health. In that situation, I might, if it is somebody who you think you could invite in, maybe it's like a cousin you always have been connected to, right? is to say something like, you know what, uh, to be honest with you, that sort of a framework is is actually causes a significant amount of harm more than good. And I did not know that myself for many years. If you can empathize, if you can say, hey, there was a time when I was steeped in diet culture, not deliberately saying that, but if you can go, you know, I've been learning a lot about that lately. And there's been some really cool studies that have come out talking about health Not really being relative to body size at all. And oh my gosh, if you only knew about BMI, girl, let me tell you about the statistician that came up, you know, and you can, you can talk about it in that way, but it depends if they're ready to invite you in and it, or, or if they are ready to be invited in. And if you feel extremely fragile, And delicate around this it might be a better idea to just not talk about it with anybody because if you're still grappling with your own healing around this then it's probably it's gonna be harder for you to control your emotional response because it's you're going through your own shit so I would say more often than not it's about just saying hey listen I know that's coming from a good place it's not something I feel comfortable discussing
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's so true, right? Like, I think it's so important to assess your emotional bandwidth and like what you feel comfortable talking about. I feel like sometimes when I'm working with people, they feel as though they need to sort of know everything so they can communicate everything to somebody else. And I'm like, you don't, you're not responsible for like educating other people, like maybe have a resource that you can give them, but don't put that pressure on yourself to like be able to explain like, you know, the origins of the PMI as you said, right? Like <laughs> it's like <laughs> I've been doing this work for a really long time and I still need to look things up and like remember from what I've read before because it's it's you can't especially when you're talking about something like the nuances of of health as it intersects with social justice. It's like <laughs> there's a lot, right? There's a lot. So, yeah.
1: And you can also you can talk about both things. You can say, I've read this really incredible article or I've been following this gal on TikTok. I don't have it in front of me. Can I email it to you or would, can I text it to you later or whatever? Meanwhile, tell me what's going on in the theater play that you're a part of right now or tell me what, what happened with the jewelry business. Just change the fucking subject. If you don't want to do it, you can. But I think it's important That we acknowledge whatever was said and then shut it down so you can move on, so that they don't keep bringing it up or keep testing the waters. So even if, if something is said that you find wildly offensive, it could be related to social justice or diet culture or anything, really. You can quite simply say, you know what, I actually don't share that opinion or you know what? I uh, I actually find that pretty offensive. We certainly don't need to get into it right now, but I just want to be clear that I don't share that that same perspective.
0: Mm, pass ooh, the piece, really pass
1: the whatever. Like, I feel a moral and ethical obligation to not allow my silence to make me a liar. So if someone is talking shit on like the trans community or whatever, disabled community, anything, I don't feel like I have to necessarily educate everybody or get in there and have a big conversation, but I sure as fuck am not going to let them think that I agree or that I'm complicit. So, in those situations, I will say, "I I don't share that opinion," or "I have a very different perspective on that." I don't think this is the time and place to get into it. Pass the peas. Pass the I don't know if
0: anyone has peas at Thanksgiving, but pass whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no no, that's so good. I love what you said there just about yeah, just like you don't want your silence. I can't remember how how exactly you phrased it, but you don't want your silence to be like make you yeah, a, make liar, a liar, I think is the mm-hmm. way you phrased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was really powerful. So good. I'd love to like quickly run through a couple other more specific scenarios. Cool. I know uh a lot of people sort of wonder what to do like if one of their good friends is dieting or if their if their partner is mm-hmm. is actively dieting. Like How do you like you want to kind of support your friends at the same time, like you sort of need to protect yourself, your own healing. And you also maybe feel like what they're doing isn't the greatest. How do you approach that?
1: This is not dissimilar to a friend who's dying to get you into their MLM and wants to sell you a bunch of fucking leggings or who, <laughs> who, you, who you have a, a, a different political stance or you have a different religious stance. You believe in a different higher power. It's not dissimilar to that. So in those situations, what I would suggest, if it's a friend, if it's a partner, to have a conversation with them outside of a triggering comment, okay? So ask to have a sit down with them and just say, hey, I wanted to run some stuff by you or I wanted to get your thoughts on something. And here's here's what I want to say, right? So you're not in the heat of the moment. It's not like they just said, oh my God, I'm so this and like grabbing their stomach or something. And you're like, oh my God, no, don't, don't, don't. So when it's outside of that scenario, You have a sit down conversation with them and you say, hey, listen, I know that you're aware that that I've been going through my own stuff related to my health and my size and seeing things in a much different way. And I know that you're not in that same place. So I don't expect necessarily you to see all the things my way or for me to see it your way. Here's my request. I think because we're in such different places, it would mean a lot to me if you would turn to someone else to support you with that journey. I don't think it's really fair to either one of us for me to be the person to be backing you up. Because quite honestly, I think we're on two completely polar opposite belief systems about it. And I know that it's not healthy for me to engage in that conversation. And it's also not fair to you to have someone who who you're trying to lean on for support, who thinks you should be doing something differently. So I would try to get ahead of it that way. And I would try to be as specific as possible. But it's not, it's not dissimilar to, you know, I had a conversation with my mom and she was telling me stuff about that happened in her childhood. And I said, I'm equipped to carry this, but it's not fair for me to carry this, right? You need to unpack this with a therapist. I am not the proper support channel. And that's the same, same for somebody in your life who is, who is really committed to their diet journey. In those situations, it's, I'm not the appropriate party to be the supporting person for this. Imagine if somebody w- wanted your support in some hunting competition, and you're a vegan, like, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, it's not appropriate for me to be the support for you, because it directly goes against my moral compass and my ethical code. So based off of that, I wanted to just get an understanding between the two of us. So I think it warrants a bigger conversation outside of triggering statements.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that that's so important, right, is to like, again, take the pause on that. And then revisit it at a time when you can like really have it thought through. You've been so helpful here. I've loved it. I think it's going to help so many people. This has been amazing. So where can people find more of you, Amy? Sure. So my little corner of the internet is over at amygreensmith.com.
1: All of those names are spelled in the most basic of ways. (laughs) Uh (laughs) nothing fancy green is just like the color amy greensmith.com and you'll find a bunch of freebies I have over there I've been doing a podcast uh, for nine years myself nine and nine and a half years summer's been on the show so we'll link that for you as well and I have a free. Obviously the free podcast, some free hypnosis tracks for you, some free workbooks. And then like any self-respecting Gen Xer I hang out on Instagram the most, you can find me under <laughs> <laughs> you can under find me under the handle Amy Green or Hey Amy Green Smith over on Insta and just come say hi.
0: And your podcast is the bold truth podcast. That's right. Right? Yeah. The bold truth.
1: Yeah, I figured we're oftentimes responding with bold faced lies, so what would it be like if we responded with the truth instead?
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, I really appreciate everything. And you're such a pro at this. So it's been, it's been wonderful having you on to talk about this. Thank you so much, Amy. Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime. Rock on. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I hope you feel empowered to speak up. I hope you feel like you have some tools now, especially if you're like me and you immediately go into fight or flight when people say uncomfortable things. I certainly feel much more equipped now myself. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 247. Thank you so much for being here today. Rock on.